right. Welcome back to another exciting week. Welcome, Winject community. So happy to have you here. So happy to be able to share a little bit. If you notice behind me, extremely plain today. Today I am uh, a mid-move. I am. Uh, I live normally in uh, Southern California, and I just purchased a property uh, up about an hour and a half north in a small town called Ojai, California. So excited to be able to talk to you from my from my new space. Um, although it is not my finished space yet. Literally, this room has a, a ladder, my uh, my desktop computer sitting next to me. I'm working on my laptop today, and that is the only thing that's in this room. So feels a little bit feels a little bit barren, but that's all right. It's never too late or too early to start talking about podcast monetization. So whether you're a seasoned pro uh, or someone that's just getting underway in the world of podcasting, um, Today will be a, a great opportunity for you to maybe pick up some stuff if you're seasoned and if you're just learning about podcasting, it'll be a great chance for you to get uh, your hands on some of the topic because I think this is a this is a pretty relevant topic. You know, there's this thing in podcasting called pod fade. And if you don't know what pod fade is and you're brand new, I mean, when I'm talking brand new, I'm just talking about probably less than a, a handful of episodes. That pod fade term uh, happens around episode 12 to 15. And it's that point at which you say, oh my gosh, I've been doing this now for you know five or 10 weeks. I should start to see some results. I'm looking for money. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out where on my computer does the money come out? And if you're not seeing it, it may be some of, uh, some of that, maybe not clear, not 100% clear on where the money comes from. And so pod fade is that is that thing that happens right around episode 12 to 15 where you just say, it's not working for me. Other priorities start to kick in. You start to realize, oh my gosh, what am I supposed to do and how am I supposed to make money from this dang podcast? If you're seasoned and you're hanging out around episode 50 or 100 or even beyond and you don't see any money coming in the door, you've probably moved on to other purposes that your podcast could serve. Maybe it, you're using it to uh, to build relationships, or maybe you're doing it to uh, build further connections with those that are in your community. And monetization, while it's a, a, a pie in the sky, wonderful blue sky idea to be able to have it, uh, it's um, it's one of those th things, those ideas that maybe you th start thinking, well, maybe monetization isn't really something that I can do with my podcast. And while I would say to you, um, monetization is something that, um, I guess my point is you, you need to set a plan in place for monetization. Remember last week, and if you didn't watch the, ep the, um, the episode that we did last week, the live that we did last week, it was all about the three buckets of podcasting. One of those buckets is community. Another bucket is influence gathering uh, or, or becoming an influencer in your space. And the third category is monetization. So when I think about podcasting in general, I think about for me, when I originally got into podcasting, I was getting in it to make money. And it took us literally 18 months to be able to figure out, all right, well, exactly how do we how do we do this? And what's this, what's this thing supposed to be about? And how are we supposed to make money? So today, I'm going to spend some time talking about five ways that you can make money podcasting that you may not have even considered in the past. Maybe you have, 
Maybe you haven't. Maybe you're looking at industry standards. Maybe you're thinking about how do I get some big dollars to come in the door? And as a new podcaster, that may be a challenge because you're thinking, well, I have a brand new podcast. Who's going to spend any money with me or what, you know, what, re what resource am I going to pull from to make any money? So I want to talk about today the five ways to make money podcasting. We can take a deeper dive into any of these. Certainly, if you feel like uh, you want to know more information about any of them, uh, just please uh, either text me at 843-396-2104 uh, or just go to um, the community page. Uh, or if you're watching this live on Facebook or any of our channels, just enter a comment in the comments area. And I think I can pick up those, those comments here in the comments box as well. Um, and I certainly will be checking for any future comments that come in over the upcoming weeks. And if you have anything that you want to know specifically, please enter a comment or, um, or just text 843-396-2104. Follow us at uh, Winject Studios. So it's at Winject Studios or at DJ Doug or at Turnkey Podcast. Any way that you can reach me, feel free to enter in a, um, a question. All right, so let's talk five ways to make money podcasting. The first area that people often go to when they think about monetization is the good advertising and sponsorship. And when you're a brand new podcaster, while that is certainly something that you could be thinking about, industry standards for advertising and sponsorship, I have to tell you, are not going to be, um, you know, not going to be at a rate that you're going to say, oh, this is great. I'm loving the money that I could potentially make because what most advertisers and sponsors uh, come back to is your um, is your download numbers. And uh, I don't want you to focus on download numbers because I think that in the beginning, especially unless you come to the podcasting space with already a large community, your, uh, your download numbers are not going to be large. They're not going to be big. Uh, so you might be getting five or 10 or 15 or 20 people listening to your podcast episode in those first few weeks. And many of those people are probably people that you already know. They probably were already on your list. In my case, uh, for the first several weeks, first several episodes of our show, The Nice Guys on Business podcast, I don't think we had more than seven to 10 downloads. Now we're 1200 episodes later now. We have a cumulative uh, accumulation of about uh, uh, 4 million downloads of our show. And we get anywhere from, I would say, 1,500 to 2,500 downloads per episode. Now, even that number, even that number from a uh, universal perspective of all the podcasts that are out there, it may be in the top few percentage points, but the guys like Tim Ferriss or Joe Rogan or any of the big podcast players, uh, you know, the players that are large in the podcast space, these guys are getting hundreds of thousands or not millions of downloads per episode. And if you look at the advertising standards, it is cost per thousand of somewhere between 15 to $25. And if you're using a service, they're going to take probably anywhere from 20% to 50% of that. So really, if you're brand new in the podcasting space and you're thinking about advertising and sponsorship, know that from an industry standard perspective, you're going to get less than $10 per episode for a sponsor. And that's for like a 30 to 60 second spot. So I would not focus all of my efforts there. That would be number one. But secondly, do not ever think that you should be 
shoved into the industry standard bucket. Even when we were getting two to 300 downloads very early in our journey here into podcasting, I was charging $495 to $1,500 for advertising. Now, keep in mind, the reason I was charging that was because, number one, I didn't want to go in the same bucket as everybody else that was out there. I never thought I was industry standard. And the the third thing is the, the really essential part is that I'm not looking for a large audience. I'm looking for actually to narrow cast my podcast. I'm looking for a specific, highly niched audience. So for me, with our show, let's call it one of our shows, I have seven podcasts that I host, but one of our shows is the Turnkey Podcast. Turnkey Podcast appeals to specifically people that are in the world of podcasting, people that are looking to monetize their show, because we talk a lot about monetization and coaching through our, uh, our turnkey podcast. And so if you take the general business population of, let's say like the nice guys on business podcast, which gets thousands sometimes uh, of downloads per episode versus turnkey, we may only get 50 to 100 people that listen to each particular episode, depending on the topic that we're talking about that day. And so for me, if I wanted somebody that was um, highly focused on podcasting and they sold services to the podcasting community, they know when they come to my community through my turnkey podcast, the highly niched audience would help them to, un- you know, would, would, would allow me to finally target the specific product or service that, that that client is looking to sell. And for me, $15 wasn't worth it. So I put a price tag of $495 as a starting price for a single advertisement on my show. But it also included brand sponsorship. So it also included things like social media posts, if they were going to get a spot on the guest in the guest seat or not as well. Plus, it would include things like um, maybe a Facebook Live that I could do with them too. So don't ever think of yourself as someone that has to appeal to the general world of what does advertising and sponsorship get? Or if somebody says to you, well, how many downloads do you get with your show? They don't really understand the the right question to ask. The old school way of radio advertising led people to think that podcasting was just like that. Somebody would turn on the radio, they would happen to run across the dial and they would see that, uh, that, wow, this is a great show or they're listening to the show and thousands, if not millions of opportunities could be there in that audience. With narrow casting, as podcasting is really specifically doing, you are looking for a fine-tuned, highly niched audience. So if you're listening to this and get nothing else out of today when I talk about the other four, just know that you're not going to lump yourself into the same bucket as everybody else. You're also going to include value in those advertising and sponsorship dollars. So it's not only going to include, like I said, the 60-second commercial that you can do either as a pre-roll before your episode starts, post-roll after the episode is, is, is done and your interview is done, or you can do it mid-roll baked into the, to the show itself. And that's great too. Uh, and we'll talk about how advertising works best on your show at a, at a future live. But just so you know, from, from our perspective, We never put ourselves in with the rest of the industry. So we never put ourselves in as, hey, well, we have 50 50 downloads per episode. So, geez, that's only worth, you know, cost per thousand is $15 to $25 per thousand. We don't even have 100 listeners. How are we going to charge, you know, $15? We can't even do that. I throw that out the window. 
I go to what I feel my my time what what it is of value what the value is in my mind and that's what I charge my potential customer. Every month we seem to get somewhere between one to three advertisers that connect with us and they're paying anywhere from four $495 for that one single episode to $1,500 for full brand sponsorship for an entire month for weekly episodes. So just know that if you put yourself in with the industry standards, you're not going to make a lot of money. Even if you put yourself in with what I would consider what I feel my time is of value for, um, that's still not going to make you a mint. You're not looking to get, you're not going to get rich from $495 a month if you bring in one sponsor and you're doing a weekly show. So I want to move on to other ways that you can make money podcasting as well, leaving advertising and sponsorship for just a moment. And we'll talk about the specifics of that in future episodes. The key to successful monetization is not necessarily in bringing in dollars through one particular resource. It's actually diversification of monetization. So let's think about some other unconventional ways that you can make money podcasting. Second way that you can make money podcasting is through that guest seat. Now, I don't mean to say that you're going to sell that guest seat. What I mean to say is that the opportunity for you to build a relationship with someone that's seated in that guest seat is highly probable. When you have someone that's seat, sitting in that guest seat, you're given 20 to 40 minutes. If you have a 20 to 40 minute episode, you're given 20 to 40 minutes of time to build a relationship. And oftentimes through the course of that 20 to 40 minutes, you can tell from the questions that you're asking and the answers that they are giving, you can tell exactly if this is somebody that you wanted maybe potentially do some other business together with. So you have somebody that's seated in that guest seat. And let's just take, let's just take a typical business consultant, someone that is a coach in the world of business. So let's say an entrepreneurial coach. If I have a podcast, and my podcast appeals to an entrepreneurial community, and I have seated in my guest seat someone that has a great message to share with the entrepreneurs that are in my, in my community and that are listening to the show, it's very easy for me, based upon questions that I'm asking, asking and the answers that they are giving, to feel like if I feel like they have the same business philosophy that I have, if they are approaching business the same way that I am. And I love the idea of building a relationship with that person that's seated in the guest seat. So as I'm sharing their story with my community, I'm asking questions from a third grade curiosity perspective. I'm getting to understand what they are all about and how they tick. At the end of that episode, it's quite easy for me to say something like, and if you're an entrepreneur, this is not a challenging thing to, to, to say, but if you're not an entrepreneur and you're trying to figure out, well, how does this guest seat actually work into opportunity for me, look at it from a business building perspective. I'm trying to figure out if this person in the guest seat is somebody that I wanted to, to do business with. I don't know what kind of business, but I know that there's an opportunity to do business with that person. So I may ask them questions like, you know, at the end of the interview, hey, John, we had a great conversation. I'm hoping you feel you know, the same as I do. I really enjoyed having you on the show. I know my community is going to get a lot out of what we just talked about. I have no idea where there's money to be made, but would you be open to exploring a possible relationship where we might be able to work on a project together, also known as a joint venture partnership? Now, that may take you 
if you if you let it, that may take you out of the direct line of business that you are promoting right now, but it may bring you into another opportunity. And entrepreneurs love this opportunity because they love projects. They love gigs. They love trying to figure out a new project, a new angle, a new something that they can do to make money. As a matter of fact, Chris Ross, who was on my show, The Nice Guys on Business podcast, uh, one of the things that we talked about at the end of our interview was, Hey, this is cool. I think it was, I think it was on nice guys. I can't remember if it was nice guys or on turnkey, but at the end of the interview, uh, I probably said something like, Chris, this is cool. I enjoyed working with you. Is there something that we could do together that might make sense? And you know, it's up to a guy like Chris to either lean into that or pull away. You know, that person sitting in the guest seat, I'm not going to say that every every interview that I do is a home run in terms of somebody that I want to do future business with, but of the 1,200 episodes we've done on the Nice Guys on Business podcast, plus another probably 50 that I've done on the Turnkey podcast, there absolutely has been dozens, if not over 100 people that have sat in that guest seat where I've thought, hey, this would be great. I'd love to develop a, a relationship with this person. We can work on a project together. So JV partnerships is absolutely a way that you could build some great relationships out of that guest seat. So first of all, advertising and sponsorship. Second of all, JV partnerships. Let's move on to three and four quickly. Uh, three, affiliate relationships. Putting someone in that guest seat or having somebody in your community that has a product or service closely aligned to the products and services without competing with the current products and services that you provide. So let's assume for the sake of argument, I have a, an accounting podcast. Now, there are many pieces of software that accountants use and their clients use as well. So I have an accounting software. I, I have an accounting podcast. I bring somebody on my show or somebody is in my community. They have a product or service, software as a service, let's say like FreshBooks that they own. And they want to introduce their product or service to my community. I introduce that product or service to my community using a unique link. That unique link ties back any sale that is made in my community back to my link. That link, I earn a percentage of every sale that I close. Different than a JV partnership in that I'm not working necessarily on a specific project. I'm more or less referring the person either sitting in the guest seat or the person that's in my community. I'm referring that affiliate link to my community once they buy, I make a percentage. Here's the nice thing about affiliate relationships. There is no deliverable. So you introduce, you make a referral of that link. You're somebody in your community buys, they click on the link, they purchase, you get a check. The affiliate person is the one that delivers the service, whether it is a full, uh, whether it's a, um, uh, a one-on-one -on -one, uh, service that they're delivering or a fully automated service or online service, doesn't matter. They're taking care of the entire deliverables. Affiliates could be an amazing opportunity for you, especially, especially if you don't have any deliverables of your own. Creating a podcast, interviewing people that are influencers in the world that you are talking about, sharing their their unique service with your community that is listening your community clicks you don't have any deliverable but you do make a check and in some cases it's 20 to 50% of the sale a lot of online sales a lot of things that are automated services there's a 50% affiliate commission that can be made for that so just know that affiliate relationships are absolutely a great great way for you to uh, for you to make money Okay, next service, number four. Let's talk about selling your products or services to your community. 
Do you know that if you don't have any advertisers or sponsors, your second best advertiser or sponsor should be you? So if you have an online service or you have a coaching service that you're providing through a clear call to action using your podcast as the tool, a clear call to action, sharing your product or service clearly to your community, having them click, go to a link, buying a product or service of something that you actually have the deliverable for. You don't have to share the commission, you don't have to share the the revenue, but you don't you're not but you're doing all the work. You're doing not only the delivery of the message to your community, but you're also doing the deliverable of the product as well. Uh, keep in mind that if you come to the podcasting space with a product or service already in place, while it may be you feel like it's a feather in your cap to already be ready to go and I have all of these things I want to deliver to your community, your podcast community may be 180 degrees away from what your regular community outside of your podcast wants from you. They, You may be a... a, um, a um, a, a heating cooling person and you have a show that's that's all related to heating and cooling ideas but somebody is actually looking at you from not to deliver heating and cooling systems to their home but they want you to be a consultant for their organization to deliver a service to teach their their company how to be more fuel efficient or more um, efficient with using their heating and cooling systems. I, I don't know, but there is a number of different things that you could provide as an HVAC heating and cooling expert, but um, know that your community listening to your podcast may want something different than you actually deliver in your, in your full-time job or your regular gig. All right. So that's, that's number four, delivering your products or services to your community. Let's talk about number five, and, I, and I, touched, I touched on this last week in my community influence and money bucket. It's the thing that we have specialized in with our particular podcast, the Nice Guys on Business podcast. It's something that we train all of our coaching clients on, and it is one that very few people uh, actually do, or if they do it, they don't do it as successfully as they could because they just don't have the right system in place. And that is our guest to client strategy. I'm just going to spend a couple of minutes talking about this because this literally could be uh, a three-day course just on doing this guest to client strategy and teaching you about sales skills and relationship building. But in essence, I'm just going to give you the 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 um, the big picture on this guest to client strategy. You are interviewing and pre-qualifying guests to come on your show, listening to them with two ears, one ear. How can the message that they provide best serve your community? So the people that are listening to the show. Ear number two, are you listening to them with a pre-qualification mindset for the products or services that you sell? So when somebody comes on your show, they sit in the guest seat, they're sharing all of the services that they provide to your community. They have a great message that they're sharing to their community. You're asking them questions, helping you to understand whether this person sitting in your guest seat could potentially be a great customer for your client list. So it may be things like doing going through the interview process, you're sharing with your community all the things that they've done successfully, all of the things that they have as accolades, all of the successes that they have had in their career. And let's just assume that you are someone that is in the, um, I don't know, let's just call it the, uh, uh, Scaling. You're a business consultant <clears throat> and you specialize in scaling, helping people scale businesses. So what you could say is, hold on one second, let me take a drink here. So they're sitting in the guest seat. 
you're a scaling specialist. You teach businesses how to scale their business. You've gone over through the interview process, all of the things that they have done that have been successful, regardless of scaling or just their business, just everything it related to their business, all the stuff that they've done to be successful, all of the accolades, all of the, the thought leader statuses that they've had, all of the things that they've done that are great. And basically you're going to ask them this question. And this is just related to the, the scaling question. John, hey, this is great. Could you help me? Could you be as relatable as possible to my community? Everybody still has stuff they're still working on. When it comes to scaling your business, John, what's some of the stuff that you are still working on? Let them answer that question. Let them walk through some of the stuff that they're doing. Let them tell you some of the things that they need to tell you. Again, you're listening with an ear of a message that can serve your community, but also are they giving you the right signals, the right words that leads you to believe whether they could be qualified for the products or services that you sell as well. As it comes to scaling your business, John, what's some of the stuff that you're still working on? Be relatable so that our audience can see they're, you're in the same position as they are, or they may be a step or two behind you. Listen to his answer. That's a great answer, John, and I appreciate you sharing that. That must be something that has, uh, you know, that, that keeps you busy. Take it another step further with me though, John, Tell me why that's important for you in your business and let them tell you more. They are pre-qualifying themselves at the end of the interview. When the interview is over, you can basically say something like, hey, John, I appreciate you sharing all of that stuff. Thank you for being relatable to my audience. Hey, that stuff that you said, that's um, the things that you're still working on when it comes to scaling your business. Is that real world? Is that stuff that's really going on? Let John answer the question. If it is something that's going on, hey, look, I don't know if it makes sense. I'm happy to have a further conversation with you about it. I don't know if you know, but that's actually what I help people fix, help companies fix for a living. Would you be open to an additional conversation? So just know that that is one thing that you can do of the dozens of things that you can do to further enhance and close in that relationship. The guest to client strategy is by far the most effective way to monetize your podcast as quickly as you possibly can. We did this process once we discovered this, this um, strategy and we put it in place. We went literally from $0 to $35,000 the next month because we did a multiple interviews through the course of the month testing out the strategy. We did 40 interviews. Our services were $5,000 and we put seven people into our services. So 40 people interviewed, guest the client strategy, seven of them bought services, so pretty good percentage, $5,000 a piece, $35,000. We went from $0 to $35,000. And this absolutely, without even having a show that was launched yet, I forgot to tell you that. It was called the BizWiz Podcast. And as a show that we still have today to show that we specifically use that strategy to build that show. And it is absolutely a game changer when it comes to the podcasting space, when it comes to monetization. So let's just do a quick review and then we'll wrap. So uh, advertising and sponsorship, affiliate relationships, joint venture partnerships, selling your services to your community, and the guest to client strategy. Now, we covered a bunch of stuff. If you have any questions, make sure that you just, you know, get in touch with me at Turnkey Podcast at DJ Doug or just go to winjack.com or text 843-396-2104. Text any questions that you have there and uh, 
let's keep it going. Thanks for another great week. We'll see you guys again real soon. And thanks for being here uh, again. Talk to you soon. Thanks again. This broadcast is brought to you by WinCheck Studios. We are an all-in-one educational platform for podcasters that revolutionizes how hosts leverage content to increase engagement with listeners, downloads, and income. We come together to focus on community, collaboration, and collective impact. For more information on how you can interact directly with our hosts, access exclusive live content with offers you can't get anywhere else from our official partners, join our purpose-driven community by visiting www.winject.com. If you're ready to build a career doing what you love, then we're ready to see you there.